welcome, welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. I'm your host, Lauren Loretto. We are a podcast all about helping brands, entrepreneurs, creatives, all of you people smash barriers and scale, scale your brand through marketing and all the things. <laughs> okay, so it's been a minute since I've recorded an episode of this measure meaning trends, meaning maybe just recording in general. Our household has gone through a plethora of sicknesses in the last few weeks and I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm finally here and I'm finally ready to record again. So I'm super excited about this episode because it's been a while since I've talked about trends and what I think is coming and that's mainly because I haven't, I've been in the trenches with the team guys. I've been in the trenches with the team and I haven't done too much forward thinking in terms of of what to expect for the next year. And this is also partially because I'm that same type of person that's like, I'm not going to set new goals in the new year, personally. Um, and also, I set goals quarterly for the business professionally. So the new year is just to me like a new quarter in a lot of ways. However, you know what? We all like to look ahead, right? And we can all pretend and project and and think what we see is going to what? (laughs) I'm not even going to edit that out. (laughs) We can be hopeful for what's to come and we can also make predictions based on what we're seeing. And so that is what this podcast episode is all about. What are some marketing trends that I think you should consider going into 2024? And if you're listening to this, like, does this apply to me? This is for businesses of all shapes and sizes. And I also think it is really smart to know what's going on cross sector, cross industry. So if you're B2B, knowing what's going on in B2C, it's actually really important sometimes because consumer trends and behaviors can definitely cross both. <clears throat> People are consumers and there's also businesses and businesses have consumers who work for them and businesses are consumers in their own way. So, okay, I'm going to stop being so vague. We're going to just get into it. So the first area I really want to cover is social media marketing. Okay. What do we think is going to happen in 2024 for social media marketing? So we had our all-hands meeting here at Brand Good Time last week at the time of recording this. And our all-hands meeting is something we do every single quarter. And we just go over what's going on within the company. But then we also have an opportunity for everyone to present a little something that they want to share. And so most of our team took the approach of what trend predictions do they have for the coming year and what are they seeing? So this is a blend of what our team puts together. And so Hannah on our team, she owned the social marketing side of it. And so I want to share some of the things she saw and some of the things like that I'm seeing as well. So one of those things from a social content marketing point of view are high contrast posts. The best example I have for this one, um, you've probably seen it, but it's the worn by supermodels in London and dads in Ohio, I think New Balance shoe ad. And st- it's, it's stuff like that. So we're seeing a lot of, and this has a crossover to some of the other top- topics I'm going to cover, like the Y2K throwback moment moments. We're seeing a lot of crossover and comparison. Um, and I think it's really interesting. It's bringing luxury concepts down to earth. It's, you know, and, and in the same vein, it's not necessarily new. Like we see these things on the runway, but we also see it in our home. It's normalizing that something like a New Balance shoe can be for the average human, if you will. Um, So we think high contrast posts will definitely be something that, you know, are prevalent in 2024. We also see, okay, so the 
this is conflicting because the research shows that short form video is what caused brands to have a lot of ROI in this last year based on some surveys with HubSpot and some other research I've done. However, we are seeing a rise in long form FaceTime-esque video content, which is just more storytelling, which goes hand in hand with impactful storytelling, which is another trend prediction we have for, for social and for content. So seeing more of this long form, like day in the life, if you will, without much of an explanation type of content. And I'm excited about this because I love stories. I love being wooed. Also with the SAG after strike, like there's just nothing good on TV anymore. And so I resort to social media half the time for my entertainment, you know, and those little spurts of, of time I have to do those things. So that's exciting to me. But how brands can really take advantage of this Again, day in the life, behind the scene, telling stories, painting pictures, using movement. Um, not to say go be a film major, but put a little bit of story behind what you're showcasing. Closed captions accessibility is something more relevant than ever right now. So, and 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 there's a lot of reasons for this. Hannah on our team said specifically, she's like, you know, I wake up in the morning, my partner's asleep next to me, and I'm not going to turn up the volume because that's going to wake her up. And so I will scroll past a video that doesn't have closed captions or a way for me to understand what's being said. And I think that's huge. That's something brands should definitely keep in mind, not just this next to your partner, don't wake them up thing. But I think our brains are getting more accustomed to this. I personally can't even watch Netflix without subtitles. So that's where I stand there. And so I've always been on this game of like, if there's no subtitles. I don't know what I'm watching. Like, I'm just going to keep scrolling. <laughs> so something to consider for this year. And also edutainment content. So stuff that is educational, but also entertainment is going to be, it's going to have a good ROI and be successful this year. So those are our predictions for social marketing now on the web design and development side of things. This has been a big topic of conversation for us here at Brand Good Time as we up-level our web design services and how we are designing websites going forward. And a huge example of this could be our, our website. So if you head to brandgoodtime.com, our homepage has been completely redone. I believe our contact page, our show it web design page. But some of the other pages are, are still slow rolling because I'm just impatient. So it doesn't match, which is not what I recommend. It's not what I'm here recommending. What I do recommend is understanding that flat design right now is actually not going to be trending this year. Um, the, but there is this huge sliding scale between flat design and 3D design. And both are extreme ends. So if we're looking at flat UI, a flat design website, google.com, you just go to Google, like it's flat. There's no movement. There's no parallax. There's no, it's, it's just, it's Google. It's what you expect. If you go to stripe.com, however, or apple.com, there's a lot more interactivity, experiential elements to it. And so these are the sliding scale extremes. And flat is accessible to everyone, but isn't necessarily going to set you apart. 3D is not accessible to everyone, really expensive, increased design time, but it's really going to help you stand out. And so it's funny because as web designers, when we're looking at Inspo, that's a lot of what comes up on these websites that are like, you know, design awards or whatever are these very like 3D heavy websites. Guys, that requires custom code, integration. If you are a growth stage startup or like if you are just an early stage business, you don't have $40,000, $50,000 to shell out on something like that. And we're just not in a place yet where platforms like Show It, Wix, WordPress, or, well, WordPress, yes, but Show It, Wix, whatever, 
we're not in a place where they, without code, can handle something that advanced. And so we at Brand Good Time have been trying to say, see how we can blend the two and still create something really freaking cool. And we love Show It for doing this. And so we've actually been able to start accomplishing that on our website, on some client websites, the blend of the two. And so the blend of the two is something more what we want to call experiential UI. And there's two sides to this. So 3D UI fails to address the overall page experience and um, it it refers more to the specific on-page elements. So like drop shadows and pictures. Experiential UI, which is what we want to focus on, this addresses that oversight and allows us to design with consumers' entire scroll journey in mind. So it's really painting a picture. It's telling a story. Like what I was saying on social that's trending is the storytelling component. So does your website. Your website has to do the same thing. So in our mind, how I'm going to wrap this up is saying, gone are the days are home about services contact. Your homepage should be a crazy story. It should lead people to where they need to go or gather the information they need to gather. It needs to be used as more of a marketing tool than expecting that your consumer is just going to click through the navigation at the top. And this is why we are doing experiential UI and incorporating this more within our services. This is why our pricing has gone up this year because doing this does require more time, but at the end of the day gives you a more creative website and a website that's going to be different than what your competitors have, like tenfold. So we do see that trending this year. We do see brands moving away from this flat kind of, you know, scrolling page you know, most people incorporate video or maybe a couple transitions to help bring it to life. But we do see more of this movement towards experiential UI. If you want an example of this, like I said, go to our website, visit on desktop. It's definitely going to have more of that experiential UI experience. Um, And if you're interested in how we can do it for you, obviously reach out to us. Shameless plug. Okay. The next thing is marketing operations. Okay. So we talk about marketing ops a lot with our clients because Marketing ops is the foundation of a good, well-running marketing strategy. And what do I mean by marketing ops? It's the project management side. It's the strategy side. It's all of the pieces that go together in actually executing on a marketing plan. And our trends for this are that AI is going to continue to be something extremely relevant this year, and it's going to help brands be more productive in their marketing And it's also going to keep marketing and marketing efforts more affordable in this economic state. So it is not something to shy away from or be afraid of or put down. It's just all in how you use it. And ethics obviously have to be at the center. It's not replacing jobs. It's making jobs more efficient. And here's a fun stat too before I go into like what are some AI tools that I recommend and think help with this process. So 75% of marketers either somewhat strongly agree that AI helps them focus on the more creative aspects. Oh, there's no either. Either somewhat or strongly agree that AI helps them focus on the more creative aspects of their job. 75% of marketers. So there's tools like, I'm going to talk about Cast Magic or Pod Squeeze. If you are a podcaster or a content creator or your brand creates any sort of long form content um, video wise, Putting it into a tool that can transcribe it and help you turn it into a blog post. Again, it's not the end-all be-all. What we're not doing with AI from a content creation point of view is copying and pasting because it's unoriginal. Well, 
it's not that unoriginal because it's taking your words and putting it into content. But you are going to review it and make sure it matches your voice and tone. You are going to review it and update it so that it does. Okay, so that's the important component of AI. There's also tools like Grammarly that have been around forever that are helping with spell check and sentence structure and stuff like that to help you be the polished company that you need to be. And why would we shy away from that? I mean, Grammarly has been around forever. Okay, so those are just very quick, simple examples of AI tools, but there are so many. And I'm actually going to do a whole other episode dedicated to this because AI can really, really enhance productivity. Um, you know, grand scheme of things, there's tools like HubSpot. And HubSpot has a lot of AI integrated into it at this point, can really help you all around in your marketing all in one. But most software that you might use for your business these days actually has great AI capabilities built right within. And they're all just like getting better from there. Canva has it. Um, I know some site builders have it. So don't be afraid. Don't shy away from it. Lean into it. Test it out. See how it can help. Go to some webinars. Um, if I ha- if you, if you want to shoot me a message on Instagram at Brand Good Time, I'm happy to send any resources your way about how you guys can use AI in your business to be more productive. But lean into it because it's what's happening. It's the future. Your competitors are going to pass you. They are going to surpass you if you by by using AI because everyone is leaning into it. And so they're going to become more efficient and be able to do more. So don't be the one that falls behind because you're not leveraging the tools that can help you be more efficient and more productive and get more done. Just trust. Okay. And then lastly, I want to end on strategy. And I want to talk about this from a B2B and a B2C point of view. In 2024, if you are B2B, it is all about relationships. This is the year you build relationships through your marketing, through your in-person efforts. Relationship building is going to go a long way for you. And it also is something that is going to build momentum for you. So doing things like, from a biz dev point of view, coffee chats, going to networking events, going to conferences, getting your brand out that way is going to be crucial this year, getting involved. Just build those relationships Engage with your consumers on social, engage with the brands on social, be front of mind. From a B2C point of view, it is all about your story. And this is the year where you have to have a story. Like there is no, there's no exception anymore because there are so many brands that exist like yours, nine times out of 10, you know, product-based businesses. You're up against a lot of competitors. The story is what sets you apart. And also, It's what evokes emotion and what makes people purchase. People purchase based on emotion from that B2C point of view. So all about your story, hone in on your story this this year. We have another episode coming soon um, from someone who is a storytelling absolute expert. So you'll want to tune into that one because story is huge. All right, guys, with that being said, this is what we predict for this year. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your predictions. This was such a light overview of I'm sure a lot of different places I could have gone, but I wanted to keep it simple. So I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review our podcast so that more people like you can listen, you know, like exposure. And I'll see you on the next episode of She's Busy AF. 